everybody. Welcome to Grow Up, where we are healing the child within us while lovingly and respectfully raising the child that's in front of us. Are you ready? It's time to grow up. Surprise! I decided to bring to you a little mini episode in between episodes. I try to get an episode out, I don't know, every other week usually, but um, because of last week's topic with the birth trauma in the early years, I had such a huge response from a lot of you um, just regarding your own stories or solidarity or just, you know, people who are pregnant and things that you're going through or people, you know, talking about their siblings' pregnancies that they're going through right now, things like that. And I just thought that this little mini episode had to happen. So it turns out that our good friends, um, Hannah and Kelty of Upbringing, Um, The Instagram handle is at upbringing.co. I've had them on the podcast before. I think it was episode 11. Um, Anyway, good friends of the show and just amazing, amazing women doing amazing work. They are launching a right from the start baby course and it launches today. The cart opens today. So when I heard about that and knew the response that the community of Grow Up had with the last episode about birthing and, you know, the first year-ish or early days even of motherhood, I thought I have to get someone on here to talk about that whole course. Just a little sneak peek, just a little, you know, quick conversation to kind of talk about what it's all about. So I was able to connect with Kelty. It was kind of odd because usually I'm used to talking to Hannah and Kelty together, but I was so excited to talk to Kelty because out of the two sisters, she is the one that has the more spirited children that are like my son, Vaughn. And together they make such a balanced duo because um, Hannah's children are a little bit more sensitive or more, um, you know, mellow, um, or at least were at the beginning. And and Kelty's kind of came out with all kinds of personality, just like my son Vaughn. So it was great kind of being able to relate to Kelty and then kind of hear what the course is all about and, and who it's designed for and, you know, just hear about the support and the resources that they have to offer um, new moms and and pregnant moms and, you know, families, whether it's your first go around or your fifth go around um, or more. <laughs> um, it's a course for everybody. So I'm going to roll this interview. It's just a quick one with Kelty and I'll catch you on the other side. Enjoy. Hi, Kelty. Welcome to the podcast. Um, for everyone listening, we have Kelty from Upbringing um, at upbringing.co um, on Instagram. She's one half of the brilliance behind that account. Her and her twin sister, Hannah, run the account. And today we have Kelty on because I actually noticed in following their account how much the early years, it sounds like in Kelty's story with her two children, mimics kind of similarities to the things that I had go on in the early years with my son, Vaughn. And I know last week we talked about on the podcast, kind of all of that, my pregnancy, my birth story, those early years and all the struggles or revelations that come with a um, highly sensitive child, a spirited baby. Um, So yeah, I thought it might be kind of cool to have Kelty come on and just share a little bit of her personal story, because I know if you're like me, you follow these awesome accounts on Instagram and you see them as like the gold standard. And then when you get to know these people, you realize that sometimes their story started off just like yours and that there's a lot of 
potential for growth. And it's just really awesome, in my opinion, to hear where people started and kind of how they ended up on this awesome platform teaching us how to do better with our children. So um, yeah. Hi, Kelty. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for that amazing welcome. I'm so excited to be here and connecting with you. Yes. I'm so glad you could be on too. And I know it's, it feels weird to me, like to it's talk weird. to yeah, right. Like see one, like I'm used to seeing the two of you like double team, you know, like whatever. So it's like, oh, just Kelty. It feels so intimate just having one of you mm-hmm. on. Um, I know that you talk a lot about, you know, for obviously for listeners, I know you've heard me do the podcast episode with them a couple episodes back, but just for some backstory, I've been following them for a while. I listen to their live question and answers on Instagram. I listen to the podcast. I've been in their um, strong-willed kids club multiple times, but um, just for some backstory, I know like in, in following you, I hear you reference between you and Hannah that Hannah's kids maybe weren't so much like yours when yours were born and that yours mm-hmm. maybe kind of came out a little bit different and there was maybe a little bit of judgment um, between you just, you know, obviously growing up with a twin sister, I think there's that camaraderie. And then you're going like, wait a minute, why are my kids like this? What's going on? So like, can you talk a little bit about, you know, the differences between, or like maybe when you started realizing something was a little bit different or any of that kind of stuff right from the get-go? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, our whole journey at upbringing began when we had our daughters of eight months apart. Actually, I found out I was pregnant the day that Hannah went into labor. Which is wow. pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I mean, like, like all parents go into it kind of naively, just thinking I'm going to get a little Labrador puppy type kid, easygoing temperament, my little buddy, take them everywhere. Easy peasy. Um, and that was definitely the case with Hannah and, and her daughter, which I got to watch play out for eight months before my daughter arrived. Oh, wow. And yeah, it was kind of a rude awakening a little bit my daughter just struggled a lot more and I struggled with her struggle. So she was really tricky in the car seats. She cried, you know, before naps and in the middle of the night and waking up, just screaming nonstop. She needed a lot of rocking and soothers and all of this stuff that Hannah's daughter didn't as much. She was just more needy. She just needed you around more to play with her. Um, She noticed if you left the room and she'd just scream. Um, yeah, as opposed to Hannah's, which was just a good player, good sleeper, super smiley, all the always the happy baby. And I think that it was kind of this great kickoff for us in, in realizing, okay, we could be going about this the exact same way. We could be parenting the same way. We're practically, you know, genetically so similar too. And we could have totally different experiences and totally different babies. And so I think that was kind of the beginning of upbringing because the exact same, same thing happened less than two years later with our sons when they were born. It was exactly the same thing all over again. Um, and I think that's when we really began learning about temperament and we began learning about babies' nervous systems. And we, then we were getting into kind of all of our discipline um, learning because, gosh, my kids needed a lot of discipline compared to Hannah's kids. And how are we going to go about it? And so that kind of kicked off our journey into, into realizing what all of our kids deserve, regardless of temperament. And then what some kids really need more than others, which turns out isn't more discipline. It's more connection and more nervous system support and more care and more thought and more learning. So, oh gosh, it's so funny. Here. Cause like, it's, it's like, I have all these like mixed emotions inside my body when I hear people talk about these early days and especially with having a child, you know, when I hear you talk about your daughter, I'm like, oh my God, wait, are you talking about your kid or mine? Because like that, (laughs) my son, I mean, 
And same thing. I mean, I, I wanted three or four kids going into parenting. I wanted, you know, I grew up teaching dancing. I grew up nannying. I was around kids all the time. And still to this day, like, I feel like I'm pretty good with children. Like I love children. I feel like I'm, I, you know, but then my kid comes and I'm like, Whoa, I'm sorry. I didn't know about this. And I think when <laughs> you made that Labrador puppy reference, I'm like that, if that is not I don't know who can't relate to that. Right. I mean, like, cause before you have a kid, you're like, cool. So I'm just going to like, keep doing me. And then I'm just going to like mm-hmm. sidekick and they're just going to like, be uh-huh. and I get to, like, have this little like accessory that I bring around. And it's just like my little kid. And like, you know, I'll go out and have my like, you know, coffee and they'll like come with me and I'll just like mm-hmm. take them on a walk and they'll just like love everything. And I'll show them the world through my eyes. And they're just going to be like, great mom. And, <laughs> and you have this kid who like, I can't even drive to the freaking, you know, mailbox and hit a stop sign Mm -hmm. without him screaming. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, what just happened here? Like, I'm sorry. Can I get like a refund on this baby? Because I'm very, and I think just, um, realizing like yours is kind of a very interesting social experiment, right? Because you guys are so genetically similar. You were raised in the same house at the same age, same gender, same, you know, like you have so much mm-hmm. same. I know that you're obviously different people, but you live so close together. Like, I don't know if the, the listeners know that, but like you live on the same like farm, like, you know, land and your, your kids mm-hmm. share so much time together. So it's so interesting because you, you essentially are like living, you know, life day to day, seeing each other every single day. And the fact that you can see those kids growing up in, in a nearly, you know, almost as close as you could get environment if they weren't siblings, I would say, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then to see them be so different. And then you realize, I know for me, I didn't realize how much they come with, like, you think that they come as like an empty cup and you're just going to like pour Mm -hmm. into them. Mm -hmm. And then you realize that they come with their own things. And you're kind of like, I know for me, if you have that like fantasy of how it's going to be, between the hormones and your own stuff. And for me, I had a C-section. We had a traumatic birth. Like I talked about last week on the podcast. And Mm -hmm. then I've got this kid that I'm like, wait, and now you have needs like time out, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I I know it's so interesting when people like, sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, you know, they're getting to be two or three and their personality is just really blossoming. And I'm beginning to see who they are. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. That was just not my experience. My children were like full blown, complete human beings the second they came out. And I recognized them for who they were right away. I had no choice, but to, and I think that that's part of it is who they were, which is here's me. No, seriously, me, me, here's me. And that forces you to pay attention a little bit more too. So even if, you know, for example, Hannah had those more easygoing babies who maybe you could have overlooked those little idiosyncrasies or who, who they were inside, but she was looking for it, you know? I think it's it's just so funny. Like now that I know my son, I remember saying pregnancy would have felt so much easier if I could like see my son first, because it would have given me like, oh, I'm doing this for him because pregnancy wasn't easy for me. So I'm like, I'm doing this for him. And that would have made me be like, oh, I'll do this all day. And then now that I know him as a four-year-old, had I known that when he was an infant, when I was looking at him as an infant, and I didn't know that he had sensory needs, and I didn't know that he was a neurodivergent child, I didn't know that stuff. And so if I knew that now, what I could go back and, and do differently, and of course, that's not the point, but that's why I look at this thing. Like I see now that you're coming out, you know, not coming out with, I know you've had it for a while, but it's launching today. This right from the start baby course that you offer. And I'm like, 
it's just so wonderful to see someone who's taken their experience and like kind of shed some light onto this stuff for the people that are in this boat and don't even know that they're in this boat yet. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I wish I could go back now and go, Oh my God, no, my kid didn't just, you know, hate X, Y, or Z. He needed some sensory input or he needed Mm -hmm. less sensory input. Like Mm -hmm. I realize it now it's like reframed differently now that I know him, but had I gone back, like you said, I mean, he, he screamed in the car seat, anything that contained him, he screamed. And then the Mm -hmm. rocking and the singing the same song incessantly and the bouncing and the white noise machine turned up Mm -hmm. to the max volume and the like, I mean, just all of that. And I'm realizing that's all sensory input. And at the time I just thought my baby was broken or I was mm-hmm. broken. Like, wow. I'm like, why can my, why can these people just let their kids sit in a high chair and give them a couple, like, you know, rice cakes to chew on. And they're like happy for an hour. And my kid mm-hmm. won't even sit in a high chair because he screams his head off. If I like leave him for two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just love that you have this course to offer because I just feel like now that you bring so much to the table with upbringing and noticing the different personalities of our children, the needs of our children. And now you're scaling it back. We're not just talking about toddlers. We're talking about the babies that grow up into these toddlers. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so wonderful what you guys are doing. Thank you. It's, it's truly, it's the course that I wish that I'd had. Like nobody told me your daughter is going to have, and your son are going to have different needs than Hannah's kids. They're not a pain in the butt. They're not an unhappy child. You're not a bad mom. They're not mad at you, which is something that people say all the time about screaming babies. Um, but really, they just have certain needs and you're going to figure those out as you go along. But I wish I'd had a course like this for support and all of these things and just some hand holding that um, because I had a lot of shame. I'm sure that you did, too, just feeling like, God, I must be blowing it or I must be doing something wrong. And I think having Hannah parenting alongside me and having her look at me like, I don't know. I don't know what to do either. I'm, I would do everything exactly the same as you. And like was such a, a consolation to me. So just that, that feeling of community and not knowing. And that's something the course brings in too is a circle community of other parents in that first year, whether it's their like first baby or fifth baby. Um, but I think that that's another thing you point out that like, you just don't know what you don't know. And I think a lot of us go into a baby or our third baby or whatever thinking, well, they'll, they'll be like me or they'll be like their sibling or they'll be like my sister's child. And we just think it'll be fine. And we don't know what this chemical reaction will be when they come into the world with, with juggling all the needs of you, your partner, if you have one, other kids, if you have one, your community, your work, whatever it is, we can't predict what will happen. Right. And I think that so much of the course is built around saying, what's the research for ideal practices. And then what's the troubleshooting support for within each of these realms of a baby's life, to, to kind of move through looking for their needs and looking for your needs and seeing how you can get both of those met. Mm, oh my God. How, how amazing is that? Because I know for my, at least for my first year and honestly, even still with having such a high needs child, finding the balance of putting your own needs also in that mix. I mean, for me, it feels damn near impossible. Like, it's like, wait, what do you mean? I get to have needs. Like I get to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think, like you said, for me and grow up, the whole reason this is a community that I started is because I want community. I, I feel like finding someone to say, it's all good. It's not you. It's not your baby. It's, it's like, this is on your plate and it's okay. I, I mean, just having that. And I think the course whether or not your child is, you know, the sensitive high needs baby or the spirit, you know, whatever, whatever your child is, 
just having a community where everything's accepted. You can troubleshoot, you can hear firsthand from people who get it, who've had, and I love that what you and Hannah both bring to the table, like what a balance, because it's somebody who has the empathy of seeing her sister maybe go through some struggles with that. And then you having that like bird's eye view of like, it's not you because my kid, my sister had kids at the exact same time under almost nearly very similar circumstances and we're, they're just different kids. So the fact that you can bring that balance and this sounds like a course for everybody, whether or not they have the kids like you and I had, or the kids like Hannah maybe had, or maybe a mix mm-hmm. of something. And, and I also love that you talk about that. It doesn't have to be your first baby. And I think that that's the other thing that for me, I thought, oh, I taught dancing to all these different children, some of which, you know, were on the spectrum or where I had other challenges. And I, and I thought I handled that great, but they weren't my kid. And I, and I didn't have to be responsible for that. I wasn't sleep, sleepless because my kid wasn't sleeping when I was trying to handle these things. Um, I babysat forever. I thought that I was just so prepared. Um, and it doesn't matter because every time you have a baby or you, you shift, like now you have a new job and a baby, or you're, you're going back to work and the baby, like there's always a new dynamic, whether it's the fifth baby you've had or your first baby, right? I mean, it's not one size fits all for every single kid, just because they're your kid in their family. I think every time you bring a new kid into the family, I would imagine, I don't have that experience, but it's going to shift in some way. And that means not just for your baby, but like you guys had what, two-year-olds or three-year-olds when you had, yeah, two-year-olds. So you're used to like being in the thick of toddlerhood and high needs baby. I mean, and what that brings to the table, right? I mean, it's just, it's always changing. There's never one, one size fits all, you Mm -hmm. know? Totally. I think so many people think, well, if it's my second or my third baby, this is not my first rodeo. I know how to raise a baby. I'm going to be tired right? But like you said, it's a different chemical reaction. It's just, it's more needs on the table. And I think for those people who take the course, it's really about what they can let go of and how they can simplify the baby situation and streamline it so they can be seen to the needs of that older kid and themselves and not be pouring so much into the baby that doesn't actually need to go there or be there. Mm. And just thinking about shifting your energy to focus on those needs and and paring down environment, routine, all that stuff. And I think in terms of um, whether it's a first baby or not, I think it's it's so important getting on the right page with your baby, thinking of it in terms of as prevention, basically. And I think we work with parents of older kids where they're they're going through behavior challenges. They're going through big feelings. They're going through all this stuff. They might be a little bit new to this way of parenting and, and to upbringing. And they're just like, oh my gosh, I, but I'm not even that connected to my kid or, but I'm not even used to having um, kind of this type of conversation with them about all of these things. I'm not used to, you know, not controlling the way they're doing this or playing this or doing these things. And so I think what's so cool about the, the right from the start course is saying, let's just start from scratch and say, what should your relationship be like with your baby around their play and movement? What ideally should your relationship be with your baby around their diaper changes and dressing and everything? Because the way you're going to do it now is hopefully the way you're going to be doing it when they're two, three, five, eight. It's not you treat a baby one way and then once they hit toddlerhood, you're in on a new program or something. Wow. Even though babies are changing and developing and growing into all these other stages, your relationship and the way that you think about their experience of the world and the way that you interact with their bodies in, around consent and around communication and all these things can begin right at the get-go, right? With their play, with their diapering, dressing, bathing, sleeping, eating, all of those things. Wow. So we like to think of it as kind of prevention, like get on the right track, 
So the, when those toddler years come, they're not going to feel so much like a huge bomb, right? Wow. I think that's such a really important thing. I never really considered that. And I guess it goes right. I mean, what a perfect title for your course, like right from the start baby course, because it's, it's not, it's not just about, like you said, changing it up for babies and okay, now that they're a toddler, let's, you know, do something different. No, like if you're resonating with the work of upbringing or this kind of parenting philosophy, this gets you kind of on that first step on that path like right mm-hmm. from the start. It doesn't mean that you get a whole new thing once they hit a different milestone. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I think remembering how overwhelmed I feel felt. And I know for me, I had like a little bit of postpartum anxiety and like, I didn't even know, like motherhood unleashed a lot in my own brain. So knowing that I could have had a community, like you said, that streamlines it. So like my brain was busy enough between my own shit that I was uncovering my baby stuff um, still reeling from like the experience I had with delivery and then pregnancy and things like that. You know, your relationship usually changes a little bit between you and your partner. And then just having someone have a, like a, like almost like on a platter, just like, let me help support you with this. It would have been so much easier than me having to have one more thing on my plate to research and look up and do myself. Mm-hmm. So if I knew that I aligned with this parenting philosophy, by joining into this group, I could have had that support and community, but I also could have just had more space for my brain to relax and not think of one more thing. It would just take something off of my plate. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And it would just get me propelled so that like my, my mind was right. Not just like, you don't think it's like, not just for the child, but like also for your brain getting in the right headspace Mm -hmm. of kind of like how to implement these things or how to like dial it back a little bit, or, you know, it would just help you get your head straight to get on this path. And Mm -hmm. I, and you saying that, does that mean like, I know we talk about this course is more for like newborn to one year. Does that mean that if someone has like a 10 month old and they're like, oh man, you know, I kind of missed out because my kid's almost a year old. Does that mean that like this course would still be as beneficial to the 10 month old as the newborn in your opinion? Absolutely. And we've had people in the group who have like 14 month olds and they're still doing it. Um, you know, I think it's, it's all valuable because it's all about how we interact with our, our baby's needs and our baby's bodies, regardless of age and stage in that way. I wanted to not even limit it to a year old, but it's just, you know, other challenges end up presenting themselves the older they get for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, the community element of the, of the course has been really cool because it's just like eight weeks of being in kind of like this group together online and you can interact as much or as little as you want. And then we've got four phone calls, which is just like, I would have loved so much because we we're, we basically are like abandoned postpartum, all of us. Yes. And everyone's just like, how's the baby sleep when they sleep? How's the baby? Or you get a couple meals and then everything baby. drops off. <laughs> right. And there's nothing there. And so it's so cool showing up with with this huge group of people just being like, how was your day? How's your week? And a lot of it's, we troubleshoot baby stuff. And a lot of it is just like, my mother-in-law is killing me, like killing me, you know, or my husband won't get up in the middle of the night. What should I do? Or I'm having anxiety about transitioning my kid to, um, you know, daycare or just whatever else is coming up. So it's just really, it's really cool being in community with people from all over the world with all different experiences um, and all, different levels of, I don't want to say levels, but like number of children rather. Um, it's really cool. That's amazing. And I, and I can just speak to, I obviously haven't been in the, the right from the start course, cause it wasn't available to me at that time, you know, but I, 
I've been in your strong willed kids clubs and I've been in several of yours. And I, I didn't do the last month. And I was just like, even every Monday, I still look at my clock and I'm like, damn it. I should have been in that group. And I think the thing that I can really say, and I know my listeners, you know, that I am honest and I would tell, tell it to you like it is. And I feel like these courses, I mean, some of the stuff that we talk about, even in the strong willed courses, they don't apply to me. I mean, I only have the one son. I don't have sibling conflict. I don't have some of that stuff, but, but when I listen to it, just hearing from parents that are struggling like you with kids like yours, or in this instance with the baby course in a stage that you're in, even if it's not your struggle, just marinating in the wisdom and in the, um, the friendships that you form with people that are in the thick of it too. There's something that's like, it just, is transformative. It gives you, it's like a weird, like in my mind, I'm picturing like a video game. If you like, I'm not even a video game player really, but I picture like Mario back in the day when you would get in like the super, like you'd hit the thing and you get in like super mode and you'd like power through like <laughs> something. Like when I get in the course, I like get into like super mode. And then for like, it takes a full week. Like I'm like, I can still reference it during that week. And it gives you this like super charge to feel like this, like coat of armor to like tackle your week. So the fact that you get those phone calls, I mean, they are truly lifelines. And so I think the reason I'm just so passionate about this and when I launched that episode last week about my story and then seeing that today you're opening this cart for this right from the start baby course, I'm like, oh my God, I have to get them on. I have to like share this with people because this is something that I I feel so strongly about. It's something that I really struggled with. It's something that propelled me forward onto my growth and to see someone like you who I just look at you guys as just such such a guiding light for me and to know that your strength and your wisdom started from the same point. And now you're offering a course to help people like me that needed it. I just like, if I could just buy this for everyone, like Oprah, just don't start doling. <laughs> you get a course and you get a course. Cause I just, I believe I in it that much, you know, it's so wonderful. So I just, I'm so happy. So for, and far, as far as this goes with the course, it's, it's launching today. The card is open today. I will link it in my link tree. That's in my bio. Um, it's, it's valid. You know, the card is open until the 13th, which is a Wednesday. So you have a while to think about it. I know that we talked about getting on like an Instagram live too, um, coming up for, for listeners to just like, maybe they can join the live, ask some questions. Maybe sure. we can talk a little bit more in depth about like the modules of the course or different things like mm-hmm. that. I would love to hear a little bit more about like, you know, getting partners on board. If you have partners that are like, oh, it's kind of an investment. I don't really know or Mm -hmm. um, things like that. So I think we can talk about that in the live, but I think this is just such a great way to, you know, let the listeners know that this is available to you. And even those out out there, I know a lot of my community, there's a lot of one and done um, parents that are Mm -hmm. like, well, this doesn't really apply to me because I don't have a baby and I'm not going to have another Mm -hmm. one. That was hard. (laughs) Um, This is my story. But the point is, we, because we know how hard it is, I feel like this is something that we could be recommending to our friends and family. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. Like, yeah, I can, if you're going to a baby shower, like, Hey, like, I know this is not on the registry, but like, listen, you need, like if my sister was pregnant right now, I'd be like, guess what I have for you. Congratulations. You don't even know you need this, but you're getting it from me. You're welcome. (laughs) I, I feel the exact same way. I'm just like, I'm so grateful for the education and the privilege that I had to even get the education I did about how to support my, my baby and kid as, as I, as they grew. But I think that like, but it feels like a responsibility now to be paying it forward and be saying like, just take this course or give this course to your sister, give this course to your friend or story about this course to your, to your friendship circles to get it out there. Because I just, I know people need it and they don't even know they need it yet. 
Yes. Oh, isn't that the truth? And, and same thing, like, even if you've had, I mean, I have friends, I know personal experience of people on their fourth baby. They're like, cool, last baby, we're cruising in, we got these easy kids, and then they have their fourth, and it's like, was the kid like my son or like your daughter, like rocks their world. And like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought I was a veteran and Mm -hmm. it changes everything. So yes, like you don't even know you might need it until you're in it. And so just having the resource available to you. And if nothing else, even if you have the most adorable little Labrador puppy baby in the history Mm -hmm. of the world, just having someone do the work for you and take that little bit off your plate so that you can just, have that support to just come and vent about your mother-in-law, vent about being tired, vent about whatever you need to vent about or get resources about, Hey, what, what kind of swaddle are you using? Cause this one isn't working for my kid or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I just think it's so beneficial. And like you said, you don't know until, you know, you will not mm-hmm. know you need it until you're in it and you go, Oh, wait a minute. Now mm-hmm. I see the benefit in this. So yeah. That's cool too, is like, even if you're not into the community part or you can't do it, you have access to all nine modules forever. So Love you it. have that access, you can forge to your family, you can make your partner watch it or listen to it either way. But it's just in little, nice little bite-sized things to access whenever you want. It's pretty oh. cool. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on here. I love that we could just do this quick little bonus. You know, I usually don't put something out every week, but again, when I saw that this was launching, I thought I got to get on top of this. We got to get this out. got to get the word out. So, um, yeah. So how can, okay. So I know I'm going to link it for everybody. Um, will you just let everybody know again, like your account on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So we can plug that too. And then, I mean, definitely we're going to be doing the Instagram live and things like that, but just like, let us know again, one more time, like where we can find all this stuff. Yeah, you can find it on our website, upbringing.co, but definitely go to Amy's show notes and go to Amy's Instagram to explore from there for sure. But Hannah and I are always around at Upbringing, talking about older kids stuff too, and challenging behaviors and big feelings and, and all of those things. That's our jam also. And you should have a podcast come out every week if you want. Listen, everyone knows that I can talk long enough that I, I know to be continued. Like, oh, remember what I was talking about for an hour last time? Like it's it's a whole thing. I mean, I think all every single teacher I ever had that wrote like too chatty on my report card. I was just gonna say, I like <laughs> I feel like you have some shame about how much you talk or how I long do. you talk. And I think you should be proud of it. And you have a podcast because people subscribe because they want to listen to your voice and your wisdom. Wow. Period. I I honestly, I think part of it, like subconsciously, maybe I started this whole thing just because I needed some like positive affirmations about my chattiness. And also like, I used to answer like my phone when I was a kid and people would think that I was my brother um, because my voice is lower. And so it's funny. So I think like I've had people come out and say, oh my God, your voice is so calming. And I'm like, me I'm sorry me Uh, because I just always in my life I'm like oh my god I talk so much and oh my god this and it's been funny because it's like I think maybe I'm just doing this for my own personal healing so thanks for doing that for me I love it yeah absolutely oh my gosh I yeah I could talk to you forever but yes thank you for doing this quick little episode and yeah we will definitely be in touch so everybody on um the grow up forum and my my page just keep looking out for all these little tidbits I will definitely be sharing the links and just little um nuggets of wisdom from you all while this is going on so yes get on this course you need it your friends need it share it you know, please just get the word out because I just, like I said, when I hear people struggling about those early days, like my insides start to tighten up and I'm like, help Mm -hmm. send help, you know? So yes. Thank you for being here.
Thanks for talking about the early days with me too. I feel like talk about healing, just hearing oh. that other other parents struggled as much as I did with with feisty emotional babies. I was trying to think if my child was a dog, what it would be. It would be like a pit bull Australian shepherd chihuahua mix. Maybe. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So I'm super not a dog person. I'm like, I've got my two cats actually <laughs> running around in the room currently with me right now. But, um, when I think of my son, I picture the neighbor's dogs that live next door and I'm not quite sure what they are, but I know that they go out a lot and they're super high maintenance and bark at the wind. And it's like, <laughs> like all the time. <laughs> So whatever that dog is that lives next door to me, it's like relatively small and white and very um, barky. Uh-huh. That's because it's like immediate. It's like everything is um oh my God. like an urgent, like it sounds like there must be an intruder when in fact it was uh-huh. like a blowing into the yard. So that would be- I love the phrase barking at the wind. I think I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> like, my kids do that a lot. Yeah. So, Sorry yeah. my life. Oh my God. Like everything is like in crisis mode. Like even uh-huh. if it's like, like a happy thing, it's still like a panic, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever that dog is, my kid is, is, um, Annie next door. The dogs. <laughs> they're like soulmates or something. <laughs> yeah. Love and it. I only know the name because I always hear it all the time. Like they're yelling at their dog to like literally stop barking at the wind. Oh Lord. Okay. Anyways, thank you for being here to Thanks, be continued. Amy. We will keep chatting and yeah, I'm so happy to have you awesome. here. Thanks again. All right, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Kelty. It's always a good time talking to her about all things parenthood and respectful parenting. And I'm just so, so obviously excited about that course. I just, just like Kelty said, she wishes it was something she had. Um, I cannot echo that sentiment enough. I I could definitely have used something like this, um, especially knowing now the effects of that style of parenting on my son and how wonderful it's been. So yeah, I just cannot say enough good things. I will link the course in my link tree in my bio. Um, again, you can find me on Instagram at grow.up.ig on Gmail at thegrowuppod at gmail.com. I will link it there and I will also link it in the show notes here too. So you can make sure that you have those resources. Even if you're one and done, even if you are not expecting or you are out of that time And you don't have a little one, you know, within the first 18 months or so. Just I know a lot of us can relate to that time period. And I just hope that knowing what you needed in that moment, you are able to maybe gift it or recommend it to somebody um, who you know could benefit from it, especially somebody who kind of shares these values in parenting that we talk about here on the podcast. And it's for everybody. It's for any caregiver. It's for both parents. It is for, you know, single parents. It's for anybody. So please spread the word and I will definitely be sure to keep Um, bringing it up this week in conversation and linking it. So if anybody is interested, you will be able to get that resource. Next week, I am still going to be putting out another episode because, you know, I'm chatty and I had so much more to say. So last week was a long one. I'm going to kind of continue the conversation again about those early days and, you know, all the different struggles with a high need sensitive um, baby. So I will put that out next week. And until then, just keep doing the work. Keep growing up. You're doing great. I will talk to you soon. Bye bye.